get ready for the journey of a lifetime. Omega Metroid is excited to launch a new series exclusive to our Patreon channel, The Great Metroid Area Ranking. Our mission is simple. We are going to rank every single area in the Metroid series two at a time. Join us on our Patreon as we delve into all the different locales across this amazing series and get in on the action by helping dictate what areas we rank next. The Great Metroid Area Ranking is available to all Omega Metroid tier patrons. Join us on this incredible adventure and help us decide for the final time which Metroid area is the greatest of them all. OmegaMetroid.com's Patreon is the home to the Great Metroid Area Ranking, ROM Hack Reviews, The Spateri Show, and so much more. Consider signing up today and see you next mission. Metroid podcast from OmegaMetroid.com. My name is Andy Spateri, reunited with the whole band, Dakota Lasky, doing Little Crossing. How we doing, guys? Dak, how you been? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Yeah, just uh, busy with the end of the year. You know how it goes. Yeah. I'm just trying to wrap up and, and rush to get things done before the holidays. So, but yeah, I've been, uh, it's actually, yeah, it's been a couple of weeks since I've been on the show uh, since then. Um, just a couple things that have at least been you know, in my world, um, I recently saw the the New York Philharmon- Philharmonic Orchestra perform in the city. They did the Planets, which is like this phenomenal orchestral suite, which I'm sure, Doom, you've heard of it. If you haven't, it's very influential. Like it influenced like Star Wars and I would say pretty much every like major sci-fi IP for the past few decades. So mm-hmm. really phenomenal. That was great. Um, Jets won yesterday, which was awesome. Happy to see that. Saw that in person. What's going on with uh, what's his face? Is he is he coming back? Or he, like he's toast. Who Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. It, I mean, if unless they give him the bionic AC or bionic <laughs> Achilles heel or something, like I don't know if he were going to see him. But he's, I think he's like a, a coach or sideline guy or something at the moment. But but yeah, I I would be very surprised to see him. Okay. Um, and then I finished a script recently, which was really cool. And I'm also really hooked on uh, Fortnite Rocket Racing which they released, um, I think, on Friday. And I was like, you know what? Let's check it out. They put that out. They put out um, Lego Mine, or Well, it's Lego Minecraft, but Lego Fortnite. And I've been playing a bunch of Fortnite recently, so I was like, let me check you know, check these out. And, I, and I'm hooked. I think I'm in, like, the top 200 in rocket racing right now. Like, I'm in, like, Diamond 1. Like, I've been I'm in cruising. So Doom and no I should be asking for your, for your autograph here pretty quick is what you're saying. I, I, I think you should. I think, And if you all, I mean, it's free. Jump on. It's a little, it's a little janky, but it's fun, and I highly recommend it. So that's what I've, uh, that's what I've been up to, and I here can't. I am. I'm, I'm glad you brought up Fortnite because I, we're talking about the game awards <laughs> later, and I want to, I want to talk about Fortnite. But uh, no, what's going on with you, Doom? Uh, pretty good. I actually started playing Mario RPG today, my I very first that. turn-based JRPG, nice. and it's pretty fun. I'm, I'm really enjoying it so far. So can I I'm, recommend I'm you a couple games in. to play after, or what are we talking about here? Oh, absolutely! Send them, to, send them to my inbox, or even tell them, to, tell them to the audience right now. 
Well, I mean, obviously recency bias, but Sea of Stars. But I mean, there's like there's a whole who's who of of classic JRPGs for you now to uh, to dive into Doom. I'm excited. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have fun checking it out. But yeah, obviously, got to finish Mario RPG first. Got to finish my 2023 backlog first. But uh, yeah, we're uh, we're four of the seven of the uh, the Legend of the Seven Stars so far, and uh, nice. yeah, it's a it's been a fun ride. Nice. Very happy to hear that you are enjoying that. I thought you would. Um, so yeah, we we I'm excited. We got the whole band back together. It's been uh, it's been a little bit, but we're uh, we're having the kind of show today that I really like. It's just kind of a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little a uh, little sampling of a bunch of different things. So um, of course we uh, we had the game awards back on uh, Thursday, which. Uh, well, it was a game award show. We'll talk about that when we get there. It was, it was exactly you know those shows are what they are, and I think I've come to kind of just accept that a little bit. So I thought that this one was like okay, and because it was okay, that probably makes it one of the better game award shows that I've ever seen. Um, we got a few questions that we want to get to, but I think that where we should start, gentlemen, is with Metroid Prime Four, and uh, there's been. Bit of a, a little bit of a conversation about Metroid Prime Four recently in the in the news and in the uh, the gaming circles here because uh, well actually I'm, I'll just read verbatim here and then we can uh, we can weigh in with our opinions and see exactly what we think. But there is in Doom you you can correct me here. Papa Genos is that like a leaker? He's like a, a leaker kind of not really so so first off i I love papa genos big papa genos fan but he's not really much of a leaker he's mostly just kind of like kind of a speculator you know he'll like take a look at like you know what's happening in the rumorville and just kind of weigh in on his own thoughts kind of like what we do basically but he does it more his primary thing is smash and then he kind of extrapolated it to like general nintendo as well and that's kind of his thing the one exception when it comes to leaks at least that i'm aware of is Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl 2. That's like the one game that I'm aware of that he actually like made a public leak for, at least on his YouTube channel. And then that kind of transfer- transitions into what we're about to talk about today. Hmm. Um, I'm taking a look at this Reddit account too, and for what it's worth, I, I don't know if this is true. I'm not involved in this world. Not my jam at all. But I guess that Papa Genos is also... The uh, the person that said that Metroid Prime Remastered would be shadow dropped in the February Direct, so got uh, got a little bit of cachet if that is indeed the truth. But so what we're talking about here, and if you were listening to this podcast, you probably heard it, but bear with me, I'm going to read it. Papa Gino said Metroid Prime Four has been done for a while and is uh, basically waiting right now for cutscenes to to get finished and polished up. So. Um, This is a direct quote from his Discord. Quote, The thing is, I've heard Prime 4 is basically done and has been for a while, but the cutscenes are apparently really bad or were a few months ago, so that's what was delaying the game. I do believe Prime 4 will be a Switch title and not specifically made for the Switch 2, but maybe that's changed at this point I haven't heard. Just the fact I know it's been basically in the finished state for a while with the delay being related to needing to polish up the cutscenes had me hopeful we could see it soon, but again, so far as I've heard, nothing about what Nintendo could bring to the Game Awards. So the, the gist of this is that the game is basically done. The cutscenes are are what's holding it back. But the thing, and Dak, I want your opinion on this first. 
But the thing that jumped off the page to me is that um, it will be a Switch title, not specifically made for the Switch 2. When I read that the first time, I inferred that as it was only going to release on the Switch. Rereading that, I don't actually know that that's the inference. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Like my my takeaway rereading that is like it was built like developed as a Switch game, which I think makes sense, but it doesn't necessarily say that it's only going to be a Switch game. It could still be cross-platform. Is that kind of where where you're falling on that wording? Yeah. I mean, that's not it's not like the biggest thing that jumps out of me of the whole point but what you're talking about specifically i at least read it as like the game was made for the switch it'll probably be playable on the switch too but it's not really commenting on that it's like it was developed as a switch game first which i mean makes sense because the game as we know has been in development for quite some time so it's pretty likely that it started development on the current console but yeah we also know it restarted i mean now it's been a few years but it's i would say it's restarted around the time that if there is a switch 2 it probably started to exist or was starting to take shape so it would make sense that if the game got restarted, it might have gotten restarted as a Switch 2 game and not as a Switch game because by 2019, I believe, is when we heard about Retro taking over. Right. By then, the Switch had already been old. You know, it's been a few years at least since right. it had been, you know, 2019, released, so. I think, is when they restarted, right? Yeah. yeah. So, like, that had been, you know, four or five years since the Switch been released. So, like, to me, I'd be like, that would have to put it in their mind of, like, okay, this game is, if it's getting restarted in 2019, maybe we should develop it develop it for the switch too but yeah I, I i took it as it was apparently being developed as a switch game and then whether or not it's playable on the on switch 2 with backwards compatibility i don't know but i don't think it was making like a passing right. comment on that well the the thing what it stood out to me that line stood out to me is because maybe maybe i'm just like morpheus and i believe that neo is the one like so badly here but like in my mind there there's just there's no possible way and Metroid Prime 4 is just released on the Switch and not, at the very least, a dual release title with the new Switch 2. Like, I just, I can't believe that. I don't think it's true. I can't believe that it's true. I can't believe Nintendo would do that. So I'm not going to believe it. So if that was the case when I read this the first time, that threw the entire argument, like the entire validity and legitimacy of this argument out of the window for me. Because I was like, there's no way this is true because that one thing is not true. Um, because there's no way that Nintendo would do that, Right. But rereading this, I, I can maybe soften that a little bit because, yeah, as you said, rereading it, it sounds like it was developed as a baseline Switch title that could still potentially be cross-platform, which I could believe. I would I would be a little bit disappointed, to be honest, if that was the case. But, but I mean, I could also see that. I, I mean, I think well, it's... Well, that, that's the thing is that, like, to me, I feel like I'm assuming or I'm guessing that the Switch 2 is going to be backwards compatible. So in that regard, like every Switch game is made for the Switch 2, like technically. Yeah. So that's how I'm seeing it. It's like you make it for the Switch, but it's playable on the Switch 2. I would be disappointed because I would want Metroid Prime 4 to have been made for like, the Switch 2. Or take advantage yeah. of what makes the Switch 2 the what it is and not just be like an up-res or something. Doom, go ahead. I completely agree. I, I was going to say... Obviously, none of us know what's going on. That being said, I, I do personally believe that Metroid Prime 4 will take advantage of the Switch 2. The question is whether or not it'll be a Switch 2 exclusive or not. I personally think it will be a cross-gen title, but at the end of the day, I personally don't think that's going to be a huge difference. I think regardless, Prime 4 on the Switch 2 is still going to be to a noticeable improvement. Yeah. I, it's, go, it's going to be... An, it's going to be If Prime 4... Blew, blew our minds, Prime 4 is going to look absolutely freaking insane, regardless whether it's cross-gen or Switch 2 exclusive. 
And I think I, I think it's really going to surprise us in the directions it goes. But that's for a whole other podcast. I I, um, I do want to say though, real quick, I think it's interesting. The well, at least it was interesting to me was the wording of how it's basically in a finished state, which reminded me of the rumors from Metroid Prime Remastered. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like we heard a bunch of times how the game was basically finished and waiting to be released, and then it was. But there really was no proof of that. I mean, that could have very well been the case, but I think it's interesting that once again, we have a Metroid game. We have no proof of it being in a finished state, but ready to go. But yet again, we have another Metroid game, another Metroid Prime game that's apparently ready to go, ready to be released, and cutscenes need to be fixed. In the grand scheme of things, that's negligible compared to the whole development process, even though it's certainly a very important part of it. So I just thought that was interesting. Like, I wonder if like, is this really happening? Like, is this really like a finished state just waiting to be released kind of thing? Is it like, what is with Nintendo just holding Metroid Prime games? Like, I'm glad you, know, you brought that up because I, that's that's what stuck out to me. Not that what you pointed out. But I, I like I I feel like and in, in, we've gotten into this before, specifically you and I do about leakers. And like, I just I, I feel like there's like specific to specific to Nintendo because there are certainly some credible leakers out there with sources at Sony, sources at Microsoft, but like if you're a Nintendo leaker, I just I just don't think you really know anything. I think you're probably very good at hypothesizing and making educated guesses that seem smart and likely, which is you know what we do here as well. But like I, I just I don't think that like I don't think that there's any real legitimate Nintendo leakers out there. I don't know if you guys saw a couple months ago, um, John Cartwright posted a video where he just basically made up a bunch like an account that said it was a leaker account. And then all this brutal D knows. I remember that exactly. it, was, it was great. Um, and I, and it showed exactly how, like how make believe these leaker accounts are. So I don't want to, I don't want to say that about Papa Gino's cause I don't know, you know, I don't know anything, but I do think that that is a little bit, suspicious and it's an easy thing to kind of hide behind and say like well it's it's finished at any time i don't know why they're not releasing it right like it's it they could show it here but they didn't they could show it you know what i mean it's just like it feels like we've seen that forever and ever but back to the well, point actually uh, no sorry, well, sorry, sorry. i do want to extrapolate yeah well i do want to extrapolate that because i actually i actually think papa genus would agree with that because one of the the big thing that stood out to me was that all of this originated on his Discord server because I'm because I am subscribed to Papa Genos. And so normally when something, you know, if he has something like major to say, usually again, it's usually like him speculating on someone else's right. stuff. Very rarely, very rarely something he says. But usually like at the very least, you'll I'll see a Twitter post for him, if not like a whole YouTube video breaking it down. But, you know, even, you know, as of as of we're recording, like this is a few days old and this, you know, he still hasn't posted anything and to me, at least what that tells me is that this information. So, so basically, the, the the whole reason this came up is because someone in his Discord specifically asked him whether you know if he heard anything about Prime Four, and this was his response. Right. And to me, this is him saying, "Hey, you know, I am not necessarily confident in this information. This is just what I heard, but I don't know whether or not this is true or not. I'm not comfortable with making a video on this because I." don't have enough you know i don't i, I haven't yeah. been able to verify this myself let me clarify so, that too because i agree he went yeah he went out of, there's a lot of people i personally know some people that would have been like metroid prime 4 details confirmed like this is a hundred percent fact and like those accounts are just garbage i hate that kind of stuff papa Gino's did say like listen this is what i've heard things could change not really sure so i, I do want to make sure i i mentioned that but um yeah i i think that uh 
I think that going back to the discussion of Switch versus Switch 2, I like I I do I of course would have preferred the to see Metroid Prime 4 developed for the Switch 2 and maybe release like a I don't know, de-resed or whatever version for the Switch. That would have been my ideal world cuz I think like it is going to release on both. I th- I think it probably has to at this point. Um that's what I would have hoped for. I guess if it was originally developed for the Switch and it comes out looking like Metroid Prime Remastered, like there there are certainly worse things. But I I also kind of feel like we've waited so long for this. Like it's probably going to be, if not a launch title, out relatively soon for the Switch too. I, I would have really just like, you know, made this game a showcase for my next console. But um, I guess that's hard to say when we still don't know anything about the next console either. Yeah, it's, I, and it's, I'm, it, I'm fairly it, confident Prime Four is going to look sub- substantially better than Prime Remastered. I, I'm feeling pretty confident, regardless. I'm not, again, I'm not super confident in that. Yeah, I, because think about it. I mean, Metro Prime Remastered is most likely going to be a much smaller game than Prime Four. It's an it's an older game, so they really just had to like touch up less complex geometry and textures and whatnot like like metro prime 4 is gonna be i'm assuming a much larger game with a much many more assets gonna be requiring a lot more space on your console so i I don't know like for it to look that good and all of that as metro prime remastered and be on the same console and not like i think it would have to be on switch 2 in order to look as good and be a huge upgrade in terms of size and gameplay and all that so mm-hmm. i'm not as confident i mean if it looks as good as metro it will it look substantially better not as confident will it look as good as metro prime remaster i hope so i i would say that's at least the minimum we get for like metro prime 4 I think it's gonna it be a big be. game yeah. but like to say it's it, gonna it, look substantially better i'm definitely not confident in that it's retro studios i if there's anyone that has the sauce it's them and i think they've proven throughout the years that they, they can really surprise. I mean, hell, Metroid Prime Remastered. I don't think any of us expected Metroid Prime Remastered to look as incredible as it does right now. I think I think Prime 4 is really going to surprise us. That's that's fair. It, I mean, Metroid Prime Remastered definitely pushes the boundary to the Switch, but it's also a very late games uh, cycle Switch mm-hmm. game. Like, it, they they took a ton... Like, they needed... Like, a lot of time has passed for people to get to understand what a Switch game could look like. And... Not for nothing, but Metro Prime Remaster looks great, but it looks great like for a Switch game. It still looks really good, but I don't know. I, I, there's only so much you can do with Nintendo hardware, is all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Which, well, I th- your, your I, point is well I made. I do think Prime, yeah. Um, I, I, I think Prime I 4 is going to take take uh, advantage of Switch 2 regardless. That's my... Anyways, go so. on, Andy. I'm just... I hope so. I, I, I would say this. The, the bare minimum for Metro Prime 4 is going to be that it looks... It looks and runs as smooth as Metro Prime Remastered. I think we could all agree that that is the bare minimum. I think, I mean, if it doesn't, that's that's kind of, that's a little bit disappointing, a lot of bit disappointing. But um, yeah, I, I think that they are going to have to find a way to, to, to make it better than Metro Prime Remastered, even if it started development maybe even before that game. And they, depending on what the Switch 2 is, make it so that... I don't know. This game looks even better somehow on that. Kind of like how you see the PS5, PS4 releases of different titles, and there's noticeable improvements. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I, it is it is hard to say without seeing and knowing what the heck the Switch 2 actually is. What you know, what exactly Metroid Prime 4 could really be taking advantage of, and that my proclamation that we were going to find out a little bit about the Switch 2 before the end of this year is uh, it's not looking so good right now. 
I, I do have to say, if we, because I, I feel like a lot of us are expecting to finally see Prime 4, you know, along when the Switch 2 is revealed. And I have to imagine, if they are saving that for a Switch 2 revealed, I have to imagine that it's going to take, like, substantial, um, or maybe, if not substantial, at least noticeable advantage of that Switch 2 hardware. You know, I have to imagine yeah. it's going to be, like, a showcase title. That's 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 what I'm saying. That's why I kind of like stuff like this. Is like, man, I can't imagine that, like, they would... Re- save it for when the switch 2 releases but then not have it be something that takes full advantage of what the switch right. 2 is that just wouldn't make sense but i don't know nintendo has done wild stuff before they've but- done weird things but like if you're exactly right like look at this brand new switch 2 title that is going to be you know we're thinking it's probably going to be this pioneer showing what the switch 2 could do and it looks like metro primary master which released for the nintendo switch in february of 2020 three right like that that right. would be a little bit disappointing but i guess yeah. we'll we'll have to wait and see uh um, yeah i i do I, I mean if there is anything to take from this if it is true i'm excited that they are trying to improve the cutscenes. like i i'm happy to hear that there's some considerable work being put into the presentation and the cinematics and the cutscenes and whatnot of the game so that is hopeful for me i hope I, you know if, if there's so if there is a reality in which the game could have shipped with some less than stellar cutscenes and they delayed it in order to get better ones, that for me, I'm okay with that delay because yeah. again, we don't even know what, if there even is an official release date. But you know, especially from coming from playing Metroid Prime uh, Three recently, you know, when we revisited that not too long ago, like yeah, there are some longer cutscenes compared to the previous games. But I was in it, like I was in it for the story. I was immersed. I was excited for the ride. I was in it for the long haul. So when it's done right, it, it really does add a lot and it really makes it feel like a really big experience and gets you locked in. And I love having that feeling. So I, I'm i excited for that. A lot of the job postings that we've seen over the past couple of years kind of point to them really putting some more emphasis on the you know actual presentation of Metroid Prime. And again, that all going back to what we were just saying really just makes it feel like to me like they're trying to put their all into this game, which they should be like, why bring back Metroid Prime if you're not going to do it all the way? You know, if you're not going to full ass it. You know, sort of half-assing it, right? So, in that regard, I would have to imagine they're doing everything they can to make this the best kind of game and the best kind of console. So, I hope that's all panning out for it to be uh, as exciting as as we're hoping it to be. But yeah, this ends up being not too much. Obviously, we didn't see anything at the Game Awards. We went a whole year without hearing anything about Metro Prime Four. So, uh, I, I have. To, I mean, we're going to be talking about Metro Prime Four a lot coming up soon because I feel like now we're all antsy. Like, all right, what's what's going on here? We need an update. So. Uh, this was another uh, another month of no updates, but I, I think we all reasonably understood that we weren't going to be seeing any Prime 4. It was kind of very unlikely to see at the Game Awards, but it would have been nice. I, I was pretty confident that we wouldn't see a single Nintendo thing shown at the Game Awards, and I, I was right. Um, that's just not the place for, like, Nintendo stuff. I could have know? seen DLC for, like, Zelda or Mario announced at the Game Awards. I could have I could have seen that. Well, like they, so they said that they weren't doing DLC for Tears of the Kingdom, which, so I already knew that, but then, I mean, like, so I've, and let's pivot over to the Game Awards after this too. Um, Yeah. So I've, I have had the obligation to watch the last several years of the Game Awards since 2016 for, for Zelda Dungeon. Um, And obviously this was a big year for Zelda at the Game Awards, even though I was pretty confident that it was not going to take home, you know, the top award, which it didn't. And um, yeah, that it's if you're a Nintendo fan watching the Game Awards for Nintendo stuff, like don't even bother because it, it, it's just it's really not for you. That's the type the, the type of game shown there, the style of games, 
those are, I mean, they're just not Nintendo games. Um, so that being said, I still, I actually thought that the game awards this year were better than they have been in previous years, but I, I think that we should acknowledge something right away. I wasn't expecting him to, but still our man, Jeff Keighley did not have the gumption to get up there and call out essentially all the companies, Bungie, uh, all these other he companies that lay off a bunch that. of people. He was never going to do that. I didn't expect him to. It would have been, it would have been kind of nice though. And I think it would have given a lot of credibility and legitimacy to him and his award show, which, I mean, if we're being honest, like that's what this show lacks is legitimacy. So I, it was never going to happen and I knew it wasn't, but still I was just kind of like, dang, like I wish that he, I wish he could have said something. Cause I mean, like he said something against Konami I don't know. I knew it wasn't going to happen, but, but it's still a little bit disappointing. Yeah, the, diff- the difference there, though, was obvi- obviously that was, you know, his best friend, Hideo Kojima. And that's, you know, of course, that, that that's that's the different that's the differing factor. That, and, like, I think- and not, not to di- not to diminish that, because, like, that was a great thing that he did back then. But like, you know, it's it's a different and like and like, while I am frustrated at the same time, I do understand that, like, you know, part of it is, you know, of his course. hands are tied to an extent. Because, you know, like, you know, who, you know, who are a lot of the sponsors, you know, that are sponsoring this whole thing? It's a lot of the pretty much all of those companies that he would, that he would have to call out. Like, you know, yeah. I mean, I'm sure Activision alone probably wasn't happy hearing uh, Christopher Judge's comment there. Even, you know, even though it was a, you know, total nothing comment. I'm sure that alone, they're probably talking with Jeff about that that right now. And so, like, he Listen, every, I, I completely every, understand every word he says is like being under a microscope. Yeah, I get it. I think he still. I still. He could have. He could have said something. Agreed. I absolutely agreed. I. I I am not defending him. I am just. I. I'm. I think we all understand. I'm not agreeing with it. Yes. Yeah. So I just wanted to acknowledge that because I think if we don't, that's uh, you know kind of lame on our parts as well. But for what it is, I mean, what. Yes, Doom. I was Go just going to say what 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 is what is less excusable though is like the um and and, I, and again I get why they did it again because of what happened with Christopher Judge last year but just the quickness that they were just getting everybody off the stage like thirty seconds and it's just like get out of here go get off stop talking and th- there were a few moments in particular where it was just it looked really bad like there was um I can't remember the Baldur's Gate three developer but they were like um honoring some of the devs that passed away during development and literally like mid speech, they're like already playing the music and doing the whole prompter. And it just, it, it, it was just, wasn't a great look in general for that. Didn't they give Kojima like 30 minutes? Uh, he had a lot of, yeah, there was like the whole, there was, uh, there was so Gonzo, just... the Muppet that had a lot of time. I, I mean... Oh my God. All right. I don't, can I just say something? What's who's the the guy who made the Muppets? What's his name? Um, I don't know, man. Jim Henson. Hey, Jim Henson. Hey, huge respect to the guy. Creative mind, awesome. I don't think the Muppets are funny. I, <laughs> I don't think I the Muppets agree. are funny. I said I that on the Zelda cast. The I'm like, I don't dig the Muppets, man. Like, I don't. Kermit. Get it. Fine. Miss Kermit Piggy's is okay. cool. Yeah. Miss. Uh, all right, but Kermit is cool. Is uh, yeah. Wait, is it, or, Oscar Burton the Ernie? is not Wait. a Muppet, right? He's no, a those Sesame, are Sesame Street Sesame guy. Street. Is Burton Ernie Sesame Street? Burton Ernie Sesame Street too, right? Either way, I <laughs> I just don't. I feel like I don't find the Muppets funny, and like I feel, are they on the show every year? What is up with that? They like, have been not for the fu- last couple of years. They're not funny. <laughs> no. It's not funny, and I don't. I don't get what the appeal is. Um, I skip all those episodes on Defunct Land, so I don't know. But I, like, unfortunately, yeah. like the skits at 
the game awards usually don't hit at all. Like they had that duck or the goose or whatever a couple of years ago, which is lame. Um, but like to, to your point, doom and to like, like the whole thing, like, like I was saying earlier, like, I think, listen, like the show is what it is. It's not a legitimate award. I mean, it's an award show, but like when you have your host standing up there, rattling off five categories in a row really quickly, like, you're not a legitimate award show and you have legitimacy problems. Like this is not the equivalent to the Oscars and you can say whatever you will about the Academy Awards. They can be a little bit dry. They can be a little bit long, but people get honored for their work there and you don't get that at the game awards. And I understand why, right? Mm. Like I understand why that is. Sir, uh, let me back that. Certain people have opportunities to get honored, but like, Sea of Stars, you know, you guys have heard me talk about it all year long. It's, I love that game. That one best independent game. You think anybody that developed that game got to go up and say a single word? No, because it's it's not a legitimate award show. It's Jeff Keighley rattling off best awards. Sound, best soundtrack. It was just it was one of the one of the quick categories. Exactly. The freaking VTuber. The VTuber got more screen time than any of the composers that were nominated this year for best score. Absolute insanity. Well, that, that's my point. Like, it's just you know, like it is what it is. I wish it was different for what it is. All I, award shows are like this, man. Like the the Oscars, they, they all do the same thing. They all do the rush categories. They all do the dumb plugs and whatnot. And like 10 minute thing, like the game. I mean, I agree that the game awards are what they are, but I don't think that they're like any step. Like the other award shows are just as bad as I think to come into any award show and not to that, think. Man. You got to watch the other ones. Then, I'll give you this. They're, I, they're haven't not much watched, I haven't watched the Oscars in a long time, so I, I'm probably not in the best position to comment. But like that would be like watching the Oscars and there's also like a thousand movie trailers for upcoming movies. And like they're rattling off best cinematography, editing, supporting actress. I mean, and like score right, right in a row. They do rattle off some of those categories, though. But but okay. I agree, like it's not as much of an ad, but ads also what make you know of course the show happen and yeah. the game awards you know uh, don't be, have a hundred i mean i'm also not trying to be a huge game awards defender i'm not trying to say it's a bash yeah, of yeah. authenticity i'm just trying to just try to say like what let's be honest here like we we kind of know what it is it's the same thing every exactly. year like let's not try to yeah. we're trying let's not try to hold it up to a standard that we know it's never gonna reach well like, I, so it, my, it serves my point, a function my so. point with this actually with my big long diatribe there is like knowing what it is I actually thought that this was one of the better game awards. It might have been one of the best that I remember. Now, I missed like the first hour of it, so that probably helped. But <laughs> well, uh, like two or three hours. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the best ones. You'll I'm, watch a third of it. I'll say this. Jeff Keeley. It's so this much dude, better when it's shorter, right? <laughs> it's a lot better. This man, Jeff Keeley, has has balls because not many people would have the audacity to sit there and force you to watch three and a half hours of a game award show with that's like 95% ads and other nonsense and then run over the allotted time to get to the one award that people actually want to see this man, you say what you will about him, but he is gumption. I, you know, I, you know, as someone who, so I was at the game awards last year, uh, for work. So I, it was hard to watch this one because I was at it last year. So that's always going to be my favorite game awards. And then this year I felt just very apathetic to like put it on. I just, I can't even really give you a, a fair, review of it because i i skipped through it at, t- at two times speed and i was like oh is this interesting blah, blah, blah. so i i didn't really give it a fair shake i didn't really want to put three hours into watching it mm-hmm. i can't i'm kind of over watching cg only trailers and Dude. seeing a lot of, like oh. i'm just i'm kind of i'm over it like show me gameplay or don't show me anything i understand why they happen but it, it's not for me anymore i have so many games to play that like 
in the past, I would be way more accepting of like the CG only trailer. Like, give me the vibe, give me the story, and I'm okay with that. Nowadays, it's like, show me the gameplay, or you know, I'm I'm skipping through. So that all said, um, I know the amount of work that goes into putting this show together. I know Jeff does a lot of it himself, so mm-hmm. I will uh, uh, respect that. That it's not easy to put together, and certainly a lot easier to point out the flaws after the fact. So he he also seems just like a really like nice guy too. Yeah, for what so, it's worth. So, yeah, so as much as it is, it can certainly be flawed if you look at it, you know, in many different valid ways. Uh, that's fine, um, but it's still a huge spectacle. It brings in a lot, a lot, a lot of um, eyeballs to to various parts of the industry. Mm-hmm. That is really positive. So that all said, I skipped through the majority of it. I felt very apathetic. There were a few games that I thought might be interesting. Um, Windblown looked pretty cool. I think there was like a Jurassic park trailer that might be interesting exodus looks like it could be cool uh what was that um, game that i posted in the discord um i'm like i'm scrolling through my discord because i feel like I was yeah that, that metroidvania it. that tales, you posted that looked really tales interesting of zara zao looks freaking awesome first of all the, the 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 guy that came out to present that i i love this dude he was like he looked like um Chadwick Boseman, first of all, it's a super handsome dude. He had that sick, like, I don't know what it was like, but uh, his his attire was very cool. And then he's showing this Metroidvania that looks like Black Panther, but, like, with colorful, like, dance comedy. Mm-hmm. It looks so sick. That was probably my favorite game I saw all night. Yeah, that was cool. Um, what else was there? Oh, Matthew McConaughey? What was he there for? He was He was there. That was cool. I skipped um, out on Matthew. I, I can't. I, I can't even remember what he was trying um, to promote. World of Goo Two. Yeah. World of Goo Two. Very cool, dude. That, that was, was the first. Awesome. That was the first game I ever bought on the Wii. Like I think it might have been my first digital game I ever bought. WiiWare ever. wasn't it? On yeah. WiiWare? Yeah. Wow. World of Goo. That I, that might have been the most exciting night for me. I was like, ah, I know that. <laughs> I know. We, I know World of Goo. That was cool. Um. Yeah, Jurassic Park Survive. Eh, there was this right. cyberpunk-looking game I... that I don't remember the name for, but it looked awesome. And it was it was just like your classic cinematic trailer, no gameplay. But I was like, okay, whatever. Cyberpunk is like a cheat code for me where I'm just like, okay, I'm, I'm into it. Yeah, I'm not a huge cyberpunk guy, so it doesn't really... Oh, another big pop-off moment for me, by the way, was when uh, Jeff said unlock the Peter Griffin skins when he was talking about Fortnite. <laughs> I was like, yes. Good. Tell him. Tell him, John. <laughs> put that. Put that on the soundboard. Yes. Um. Yeah. Anyone that follows me on Twitter knows that I absolutely lost my damn mind when uh the words Jet Set Radio and Crazy Taxi came up during that massive Sega revival trailer. Um, that is uh two two series that I did not expect to utter in the year of our Lord 2023, and uh, I I just think that that's really incredible. And I cannot wait to see uh, what's happening. It's really cool to finally see, like, tons of Sega IP, you know, besides Sonic. You know, we've had, you know, Persona has been getting a big resurgence. Yakuza is now pretty big. And now they're starting to invest more in, like, all these, you know, 90s IPs that, you know, I grew up with, too. And now I'm just like, yes, give me more of this. I love it. I'm glad you like I I can't say I can't sit here and lie to you guys and say that I'm a big Sega fan. I'm not either. I but I like Crazy Taxi and Jet Set Radio. So that's so I was. Awesome. I, I played the hell out of Crazy Radio. Taxi in the arcade. Crazy okay. Taxi is dope. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy for the people that are happy for it. I'll tell you that. Yeah, and it wasn't you know something what? I like Sega did publish about. one of my favorite games ever, Skies of Arcadia. So I got to give them that. But um, 
Yeah, nothing else that I can think of really stuck out for. There was there's another game that had like a cool synthwave soundtrack, but like the problem is that there's so much stuff announced that it just blends together. And all those trailers, as you mentioned, Dak, they're all the same trailers. Like a cinematic trailer that like doesn't really show gameplay, has someone narrate narrating over it. So it's just like yeah, it's like huh, what what is what again? Um, so you have to be like really special, I feel like, in order to stand out. Moon Studios announced their new game, and I didn't even realize oh, that at the Game um, that's Awards. True. Like, that's no how much it blended in. No rest for the <laughs> wicked, right? That looked, um, I think it was called that. That looked that was on my list. That looked really cool. Yeah. I liked that. Um, Exo Born was also cool. Yeah, I, there was there's like a little bit of uh, personally. I'm always going to be like, yeah, if it's sci-fi, even if it's like generic sci-fi, I'm like, yeah, I'll probably probably check it yeah. out. Like yeah, you know, like you always kind of swindle me and it's like stuff like Exodus and Exo Born. I was like, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah. I'll check it. I'll check it out. Even though it was just CG, um, <laughs> the finals also looks kind of fun too. I haven't checked that out, but people said that it was pretty decent. There was a trailer for that. I think it launched officially. So, knowing me as you do, can you guys guess what game I was most excited about? Like I said, I skipped uh, it. Probably, so I, I probably don't. Yeah, I, I can't remember like any of the game <laughs> titles. So that's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, wait. Let me wait. Wait. Uh, I'll give you, is, I'll give is you it, a hint. Is it that one? Oh no, no, I'll give you. A hint. Is it the one where like? No, 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 there was no was gameplay say, shown. It, it, there was no trailer shown. It's just oh wow! Oh, it's so obvious. <laughs> so okay. obvious. Um, um, is it? Um, is it besides the Hideo Kojima game? It's the Hideo uh, Kojima. Is game. it the? I was gonna say it's a Kojima oh, game. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's was, a Kojima. Yeah. I was like, I was losing my. That was the only point of the show. <laughs> How did you lose like, your mind? Yeah. With that? You didn't see anything. No, I did see that. I I came right but before. You didn't, there there was nothing to. They just showed. I don't. I don't faces. care. I was just like, dude, it's Hideo Kojima. Hell yeah! And then Jordan Peele came out, and I was like, oh yeah, let's I, go here. All right, so Love it. here, I'll give, I'll give you a hot take, Andy. I'm ready. Um, Hit me. I'm ready to be heard. It's not super hot take, but I I thought that I did not really care for it. I think the both of them are great creators. Overrated, though, and I do no. not. Over, or, dude, no. Over. No. Come on, man. What have you done for me lately? What is Kojima? What have, what have, they, what have they put out that has been great? Death lately? Stranding was awesome. Death Stranding was not I awesome. I love Death Stranding. <laughs> Death Stranding I will, was not awesome. It was. I will boring. defend Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele's been on fire lately. Nope was a ridiculously good movie. So so get out, fantastic. Us, I love good watch. A good watch, but not something I was dying to watch again. Hmm. Nope, a good watch, not something I'm trying dying to watch again. So he's kind of he's kind of one for three for me. I I just I disagree. Uh, no, I'm not saying pretty... he's bad. I think they're both great, but I think they're both overrated. And when they come out on on, on stage to show me faces, I'm like. Man, just the smell of your own farts, guys. Come on, show me. Here's game. the thing: is I don't think they're overrated, but I hate the I hate the worship culture specifically around Kojima. Does that make yeah. sense? Well, that like, I, that's I, I think a separate they're... thing, but I agree with that. I think like this, like to worship the ground that this guy, who by the way did not create these games with uh, by himself, by the way, um, to worship the 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 land he walks on. Is is a little ridiculous, so I agree. Like I, I like am a member weird, of the cult of Kojima, weird... so I mean, I, I can't say I can't say I sit here and agree with anything <laughs> you guys are saying, but like I I don't know, man. It's just like every Kojima get like Death Stranding, like I loved it, and I but I get why people don't like it, right? But like it's just like it's so bonkers, like it's so outrageous that I just like 
I fell in love with it. And this new game just looks like it's going to be much the same. It, it looks kind of like a spiritual sequel to PT, actually, which is what. <laughs> How can like. you say that? It's you just saw people. Oh, you didn't see a game. It? Andy, it's, it's, it's like a up, game Andy, movie hybrid. Andy, like it How, tell bonkers. Me, Andy, tell me what this. Tell me what this game is about right now. What is this game about? It's about screaming and play. But that's the thing. Like it doesn't matter. Like no, you no, look no. At, you can't. You can't you look tell at me the like, track record. Like it okay. doesn't look like anything. It doesn't show from, any gameplay. From the very, very, very limited description that we got, and the very limited, like even the like the what the game is called. It's called OD. I inferred. So this is my own inference that it was probably going to be akin to maybe what PT would have ended up being. Do you, like, do you guys think that's a, an outrageous inference to make? I don't. I don't know how you could even really come to that. They're, they didn't show us anything. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, I'm just saying. I've got. I'm sure. Yes, dude. All I'm gonna say is I'm. I'm sure it's gonna be a good game. I just. I just really. I don't like this weird parasocial deified relationship that fans have with Kojima. It's weird and creepy. But I'm sure the game is going to be Aside fun. And I like that, Kojima. I'm, a, I'm a weird and creepy guy, Doom. I'm sorry. I, I'm the cult of Kojima. Yeah, every, look at every, it. Oh, oh, we know, oh, we know. Don't worry. This guy's in the dark basement <laughs> he, talking he about He came out of that door, and I was just like, I had tears in my eyes. I was clapping. Yeah, I, was I like, don't. All I'm saying is, like, well, their last releases were good, not amazing, IMO. And so, therefore, like, look, when you want to show me a game with these faces... I'm down. I'm, I'm, I will give it a shot. I will watch the trailer. But and you and you might say, oh well, there's voices. There's other things happening. Blah blah. I'm sure there's like a secret message encoded in the audio if I listened hard enough and listened to what the people are saying hard enough that I would you gotta get play this it backwards. Mind like meld three four from, reverb. Yeah, like something like there actually it's, it's there actually is something online that there is a secret code or like referencing yes. PC. Yeah. Which I can, yes. I, can, I just because that's the type of thing this is. It's so like pretend not pre- maybe pretentious. It's pretentious. It's like oh, it's, it can't just can't give me a video game. Can just it's like it's. I've just read an article. It's, it's supposed to be more than a game. Shut up. Just show the give me the game, man. Like just I maybe I'm please, being a hater, please, but like please don't talk about my Lord and Savior Hideo Kojima like that. Maybe I I I <laughs> I, I take back the shut up, but. Now that's Thank disrespectful. You. Thank you. I disrespect. And that was a general shut up, not I'm, to you. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, baby. I'm all in. I'm just like, you one, know what? I'm, one I'm thing, in, though. It was, it was a cool Unreal Engine demo. That it was. A, a game, was cool by the way, the tagline, a game for all players and screamers. So, I mean, that's that's gold right there. It has, what, was it, um, what was that? What was, I'm sorry. What was that? A game for all players and screamers. That is the tagline of OD. So <laughs> you take that for what you will. Okay. Um, one right. thing that actually I I kind of thought was neat. That's crazy. Is that in the cast of this game, it has Hunter Schaefer in it, who has been linked to playing Zelda in the Zelda movie. So maybe, I don't know. Hunter cool. Schaefer. She's in um, Euphoria, which I've never seen. But a lot of people like. Oh, uh, I know this lady. She They asked her like if she would want to play Princess Zelda. She was like, of course I would like Elia. And I don't know, she's just been linked to that role since they announced that movie. So I thought that was neat because I've never really seen her in a whole lot. Although I hear Euphoria is very good, but I've never watched it. Um, but yeah, so that that was OD. I was excited about that. That was that was my highlight. I, I, hey, man, I, I'm excited for you. I hope that it turns out dope because I actually I like older Kojima games and older Peel stuff. I have to take that back because there was one other highlight that was even more outrageous. And that's when that like band got on stage. They were playing like the Alan Wake 2 song. And the brother with the eye patch was there, and he had like he was rocking on his guitar, and he just like it's like 
the most bonkers thing I'd ever seen. I had no idea what it was, no context. I had just come back down from like eating dinner and all of a sudden this like dude with his eye patch is playing guitar and like the, there's all these people singing and I was like, is the Game Awards awesome this year? I'm not sure. I can't tell because we've had Kojima coming out of a door, eye patch guy rocking on his guitar. But then after that, it kind of got back to being the Game Awards. So that was pretty cool. Was that, wasn't that up. at the end? Or was that the beginning? Yeah, that was towards the end. I want to say that was like, that was like, that was like I want to say in like the top of the final third. I want to say. Yeah, I think you're right. Like yeah. So I, I came an hour late. I watched Kojima a few trailers. I went and had some dinner. I came back. I watched Eye Patch Guy. And then I watched the rest of it. So that was uh, that was a good time. And um, as we're happy about, or at least we expected, Baldur's Gate sweep. Yeah. Well, it didn't sweep, mm-hmm. but it won Game of the Year. So I would have put and fifty bucks I was down a- on that. I, I was I was surprised that Alan Wake Two still managed to take away um, best game direction because usually game of the year is the same one that wins game direction and Alan Wake Two is my sleeper pick so when that won game direction I was like hold up yep. do do we have do we might have an upset going but no nah, it was it was still Baldur's Gate Three like we all expected yep expected that and I was as you mentioned um, happy to see Sea of Stars won best indie game hmm. which I still have to finish but I'm pretty much at the end and and am enjoying that a lot so yeah shout outs to them great stuff. Yeah, so uh, you know we, we were we were pretty into the awards on on the Zelda Dungeon <laughs> side. Of course, Tears of the Kingdom was nominated, but I mm. I really don't think it deserved to win Game of the Year. And I like Tears of the Kingdom a lot, but I mean this is it's more or less the same game as Breath of the Wild was six years later. So I I was like I wasn't happy Baldur's Gate three won. Like I was indifferent, but I was like I think it deserves to win. I haven't played it, but from everything I've heard, Allison has been playing a lot of it and says that it's incredible. So. Um, that that was definitely one that uh, that I think was was deserved. Um, a few others that I wanted to talk about. Actually, what I wanted to talk about. Um, you mentioned Fortnite earlier. Best ongoing game. I was like, how does like Fortnite not win this award? Like, it seems like that should be like going There's to Fortnite one. every year. Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, and I'm like. This game released broken and unplayable and now has finally patched itself up to a level that it should be when it releases and it wins an award for best ongoing game for DLC, not even like a live service. I don't get it. That's uh, that's gaming, baby. That's I guess. A, that's a good hustle right there. Everyone, everyone spend money on unfinished game, fix the game, get awarded for it. Come on. Come on. That's a good hustle right there. You know, I actually have to say, I do want to buy Cyberpunk because I, I was going to get it day one and then I heard how awful it looks. It looks good now. It does it look looks good. It looks good, but now I, I know GTA is coming out in about a, two years, so I'm just going to mm. wait. <laughs> back, when, back when it was busted, Best Buy was uh, selling it for $5 physical, so I managed to snag a copy of that. And uh, I haven't I haven't played it yet, Um, but, but yeah, I... Uh, did a did a little early investment, so I'll, I'll get around to it eventually. Okay. Uh, okay. B- by the way, speaking of GTA, that trailer dropped. I think the last time since we had a show, maybe, or at least since I've been on the show. And mm-hmm. even though I was talking about being mm-hmm. apathetic about all CG trailers, man, that is gonna be fire! I cannot wait for GTA Six. I was yeah. in it. That looks awesome. The it might be my first it. GTA game. I might. How have you never played GTA before? I That's don't know. Crazy. To be honest, I'm I'm not sure. My brother owned Vice City. And San Andreas. And I just, I don't know. I never played them. Well, they are fantastic. You should uh, definitely play them. Um, there's yeah, one every more. childhood coming of age story in the mid 2000s is playing a GTA game way earlier than you should ever be allowed to. <laughs> Let me tell you, brother, mine was playing Hideo Kojima's Metal Gear Solid, uh, the Twin Snakes, and like creeping on Sniper Wolf. I think that was, uh, 
Anyways, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one more award I want to talk about is anyway. um, the Best Sim Strategy Award. Don't have much to say. I was just really happy that Pikmin 4 won something because that game is awesome. And I think it was the best game that Nintendo released on the Switch last year. So shout out to you. I'll be playing that. I will be playing that after Mario RPG before the year ends. Um, and before we do our uh, Omega Metroid Game of the Year rankings for Patreon. Well, my game of the year is just Sea of Stars. That's uh oh. <laughs> My game of the Sorry. year is Fortnite Battle Pass Peter Griffin Pickle Rick Akuma. And Peter. Doom's game of the year is Haiku the Robot, I guess. I don't know about that. No, no it's not. I saw you that, tweet that. that. I can't No, okay, hold up, hold up. So, uh, we were doing we were doing game of the years for every year and for 22 for 2022, I put Haiku the Robot, but then on my second post, I put, hey, by the way, guys, the only games I played from 2022 uh, is Haiku, which I just beat like a couple weeks ago, and the Pac-Man World Remake, so do not take my 2022 ranking seriously. There's still a lot of games I have to go through to get a real ranking there. What, uh, what's That's the statute of limitations on uh, changing your game of the year, do you think, Dak? I don't know, man. That's a weird way to put that, but um, I'm going to say probably like... Two years. I think if you're changing your game, I don't know. I, five, five years. Okay, he's got five years. We'll allow it. We'll allow <laughs> it. All right. Uh, All right. Yeah. I don't. Any any final thoughts on the game awards before we move on and tackle a few uh, Omega questions from our uh, Omega Metroid question queue? Uh, there were rumors that Arcane was going to announce Dishonored three. I don't care that much for the Dishonored series, so I was very pleasantly surprised uh, that we got a Blade announcement uh. instead, which I think is. Way more exciting. So that arcane. can't wait to see what they do with that. I thought you I meant thought the show. Supposed, I thought it was supposed to be a show like announcement. The oh. show was awesome, actually. I have to say that. Uh, unironically, I hate League of Legends, but the show was fantastic. Did you just post about how you're like? I don't understand how someone could have fun playing League of Legends. Yes, I, I did. I did just post you that. Can yes. have, you can have fun playing League of Legends as someone who's also a league hater. You that is possible if you try hard enough. But is it worth it? Yes. And no. Yeah. yeah, that's all I got for that. I don't know anything about League of Legends, but that show was awesome. Uh, one final thing. I do think that uh, um, I want to acknowledge The Last of Us winning Best Adaptation because I was pretty skeptical, actually, when that show was announced because I was like, The Last of Us is as close to a movie as a video game could probably get, and they're adapting the same story. Why the hell are they doing this? And I think that there could be like a sliver of that that's still true, but I watched The Last of Us. I thought that it was incredible. Um, so it, it was a really, really fantastic show deserved to win. Um, although I did just finish Castlevania Nocturne and that show is also wicked. So, um, yeah, that's my final thoughts on the game awards. That was, uh, that was really cool. I, last of us kind of feels like, and maybe just because of like the platform it's on, but it kind of feels like prestige TV in a way, like it kind mm. of has that kind of air to it. So it's cool that a video game IP yeah. kind of has that feel. It sucks that we're not getting a new season until 2025, though. I hate the long yeah. waits, but obviously we just had, you know, huge strike and it takes yeah. a long time to develop these things. Mm-hmm. It probably would have been a 2024 thing had that not happened. So, um, but yeah, uh, really excited about that. I honestly think it's going to keep opening up doors for more IPs to get like high class, like quality, like Agreed. source material treatment where like it's treated properly. And like, obviously, like the Sonic movies have been helping with that. The Mario movie, which isn't, I mean, not that it needs to be one to one for the source material, but I think it does the games justice pretty well. So uh, it's it's nice to be in that kind of era now, where it seems like games are being treated 
you know, as a serious source material for, you know, an IP for like a big budget movie or TV show. So I hope we get more of that. And I am also excited for the next season because I thought the first season of Last of Us was really good as well. Yep, couldn't have said it better. And that, I think I told you guys, but that, that season has a special place for me because it, it was filmed in my home. And like you you guys are from New York and California. You're used to seeing that, but I'm I, I'm not really used to seeing that. So it was kind of cool mm-hmm. for me watching it being like, wow, there's, you know, whatever. Um, so yeah, really excited. There's that, that moose that I walked by. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> the pack of beavers that I walked by in the snow to get to work. Um, oh, it's that Tim Hortons. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Well, are there it, any Tim Hortons in Last of Us? Do they is that do they show up? Are there I don't I don't think Tim there Hortons? are, but there is. Uh, you can see very clearly the Palace movie theater that I've been known to go to every now and then. It's a regular movie theater, by the way. I realize I said that kind of creepy. It's it's just a legit movie theater. <laughs> uh, that that's in there. Not doing yourself well. a lot of favors on this episode. I know, man, dude. Right. I uh, <laughs> really throw me a lifeline. We need, we need here. like Where's our, those questions. We need like <laughs> we need like our own Omega Metroid out of context account to just go Ooh. nuts on these episodes, man. <laughs> Don't, we don't we don't need that um, by the way you mentioned movies before we go to our last segment here just really quick um i saw the abyss in 4k the re-release in theaters Ooh, last week which yeah. i never i had never seen the abyss ever um and really? i really enjoyed it yes it's I really been a long enjoyed, time for me actually except that ending i don't know what was going on with that um not great but everything else awesome and you could clearly see like how it influences his, his later work and was influenced by some of his other stuff he was doing around the same time in the 80s but anyway i saw that that was really good i saw napoleon before that and then i'm excited to see the iron claw um next week which which is about the uh, von eric wrestling family so i just want to bring that up because that looks awesome i'm gonna go see the new godzilla theater. movie at like minus yes. one i've heard it's wicked i wa- i want to see that so bad yeah yeah um I've been on a a kind of a John Carpenter kick. I was watching Escape from New York and uh, Big Mm. Trouble in Little China. Mm. Good time. Um, All right. So we had some, uh, if you, listener, are a member of our Omega Metroid Discord, which, please, I invite you to come and hang out with us and talk Metroid with us and video games and all this kind of stuff. Um, We have a channel dedicated for questions. And... uh, those, that channel's been filling up lately with just a few uh, questions from some listeners just asking general Metroid stuff that they want our opinions on. So we are here to deliver um, those questions. So, Dak, I think you've got the list. Maybe yeah. I'll pass it over to you, brother. Yeah, so some context. Yeah, we have the channel, hashtag Q&A questions on the Discord server. That's where everyone puts a majority of their questions for our usual Q&A questions if they don't post it on you know X or Twitter. Um, but... Since our last episode, our last Q&A episode, a few of you have been just dropping a few questions in there to be answered at any time. So since we were looking for kind of a third segment to round out this episode, I figured why not grab those handful of questions that have been lingering in the channel, waiting for our next Q&A episode to happen. And instead of just doing a whole full Q&A episode, we're just going to tackle these and then we'll ask outright for more questions for the next episode. So we had a few questions. Want to jump into those? Um, we're going to skip a couple because obviously there are a few that were kind of, you know, one was asking, are you, do you think Metro Prime 4 is going to be at the Game Awards? And uh, we're not going to dedicate time to those kinds of questions for obvious reasons, but there were a few no. that were that were pretty good. So the answer was no to that one. But there were some other ones that um, looked uh, pretty fun. So we're going to answer them. So thanks for submitting. And then when we do a proper Q&A questionnaire kind of episode, we'll let you know. But I guess in the meantime, if you want to drop questions until then, you know, um, We'll be taking, I guess, questions for the next episode starting today, as of twelve eleven. So anything submitted since then will be will be added into the submission. So there you go. All right, let's jump right into this. Okay, <clears throat> we got a few here. This one's gameplay related. This is from Steph one two one, who writes, uh, "What do you think about this gameplay idea 
when Samus loses all of her energy, she doesn't die, but instead her power suit goes offline. Samus continues in her zero suit and has to reach a safe station, uh, for example, to get it back. Um, so in like zero mission, for example, she dies very quickly and only has a tranquilizer gun. Maybe you could add some stealth where Samus maybe even has to turn it off intentionally and use a zero suit. Uh, would it be weird to have the zero suit only as a tool where you take too much damage and maybe add some more utility? Maybe even as an option to use it intentionally could be cool in 2D or 3D. What are your thoughts? Hmm. Weirdly enough, this this kind of reminds me of uh, Super Ghouls and Ghosts or Ghosts and Goblins, if anyone's played that game, where you're playing as Arthur, but then once the armor is damaged, he's literally like in his boxes and whatnot. Yeah. Kind of reminded me of that. Um, I don't at face value. I'm not really a fan of this idea. Maybe if you maybe if there was maybe there's a scenario where I could see this pitch and I could see it work. Worked, but like at its face value, I don't. That that doesn't. I don't really. That doesn't really scream Metroid to me. That seems like something. It seems like something different. I'm hmm. kind of. I'm a little bit of, not the opposite of of you, Doom. But like, I think it has potential, just not in the way that maybe um, the user suggested it. I, I think that there's a lot of potential for, probably specifically a 2D Metroid game, where you can unequip your power suit and go into zero suit at will. Like you can just do it at any time that you want and you could base like you know a lot of different puzzles off that like uh, which form you need to be in um so i think that there's potential for that i don't know the only thing i'm not really in love with is like the idea that when you die you get put into your zero suit because i think like well for my my question is is like i feel like a game needs to have consequences to it or else you know it's not i don't feel like it's that engaging um so i would maybe see if there was another way that we could do that and then, um, yeah, actually, that that's really my only hang up there is just to maybe tweak how and why you go in a zero suit. But I, I do think that there's potential for a cool Metroid game where you can freely switch between the two. Um, okay, okay. I'm, I'm actually going at it from completely opposite side. I think I do not like the idea of, like, the option to turn or, like, you would need to turn off the zero your power suit to go into zero suit mode intentionally. There should be never a situation in which Samus would want to be in her zero suit only. The power suit should always be a better option unless the, you know, because she could even go to her morph ball. There really should be no situation in which she should be going into her zero suit intentionally in a combat or like adventure situation. So I'm not Mm -hmm. a big fan of that idea, but I actually do like the idea of like when her health gets depleted, instead of dying, she gets like one or two hits like a dread mode situation on her zero suit before she goes down. Uh, it reminds me more of actually, well, obviously uh, the example you made doom is great, but also reminds me of overwatch. You play diva. She's in her mech. And if she gets put down to zero or uses her, her, um, her special, I believe it's, I, I know it's if, when she uses her ultimate, she goes into diva mode, but I'm pretty sure it's also when she also gets knocked to zero health. It's been a little bit since I played overwatch. Um, and she gets ejected into a regular, like, just diva, mini diva, just outside of the suit. And then she either dies or she gets, you know, back into her suit. I kind of like that idea. I think it would be fun. Or oh, even maybe a little different, but even maybe like a Titanfall. If your if your Titan gets destroyed, you, you know, you eject out of the pilot seat and you're, you know, back to pilot mode. Yeah, so that's kind of what I, I would think is like you go down to like zero HP. Instead of dying immediately, you get ejected or whatever. Like your power suit dies. You go into zero suit mood, mode and then you have like one HP mm. or like no hits and you would die essentially on your next hit but you have like a moment to try to save the situation and get out of there and regenerate your suit and survive i think that would make for a really fun gameplay moment that 
I'm actually really down for, but not down for like an intentional, like, oh, in this section, I'm going to turn off my zero suit to be sneaky. No, I should just that I do not like. I, I think that feels very anti Metroid to me. I, I do agree with you in a sense that like I, I you'd have to position the story to justify why you would ever want to not be in your power, like in your power suit, because you're right. Like you, you shouldn't want to not be at full power capacity. I, I, I think maybe I'm just spitballing something, but let's, let's just say Metroid six has that option. Maybe there are some areas where like, if you have Metroid DNA, you are instantly, I don't know, eradicated or I guess that actually doesn't work because it's, let's yeah, just say that still you're, have the DNA. Yeah, it's not on, yeah. But, but like, I don't know, maybe, maybe there's only the Metroid DNA that shows up in the Metroid suit or something like that. And maybe in that case you take it off. I mean, that's obviously when you start that's to reaching. get so contrived to even yeah. make it make sense that I'm like, Oh, please don't do that. Yeah. I just yeah. like, it's the, you know, I'm in the, I'm playing Metroid. I want to be in the suit. It's zero mission. It made sense. She couldn't get into the suit and had to get it back. It wasn't like she was like, well, I got to infiltrate the space pirate mothership. I'm going to take the suit off because it'll make it easier for me to sneak around. Mm-hmm. Silly. So, like, and I, I, like, I know a lot yeah. of people don't love the zero mission part, but look, I really do, actually. So I, I, I yeah, would like I to like see it. it come back. But like, mm-hmm. how do you get there? That I'm not sure. People smarter than me will need to. Come I'm, up with I'm down for more stealth, but I think you can do the stealth while keeping Samus in her power suit. And then yeah. separately, I like the idea of being ejected from the suit and getting a chance to save yourself and not die. Uh, while still in zero suit mode, but I but those are separate things. But I, I right. can't. But I like. There's some potential with this idea, so um, I like it. So good stuff, Steph. Yeah. One two one. Um. Okay. I think we kind of answered this, but I want to answer it again on the uh, on the show real quick. Um, but we did answer it kind of in in the chat. Uh, Papa Rick, Omega Metroid percentage. What are the odds that the Omega Metroid podcast gets a mini shout out or reference in Metroid Prime Four? I'm not going to give us a lot of the time. To toot our own horn here, but what's our percentages? Because for me, it's a it's a point zero 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 one percent. But it would be know, hilarious. You know, <laughs> I never hilarious. like to give zeros, and I never like to give a hundreds. What was yours? Point zero 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 one. It's if anything, it's gonna hey, be listen, a, it's so, going to be a scan that says "Let's go, Federation Trooper, listening to mediocre radio show." <laughs> That's an abuse. I was going to say, let's go zero hey, zero listen. zero 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 one. How about that? Guys, you guys, you guys are really undershooting this. Samus Returns gives at least four or five references to this podcast. I mean, yeah, uh, that's the thing is our references would be obscured by references to actual Omega Metroid. Mm-hmm. So we would need like a more specific reference for us to really know. Yes. And so but maybe that's how they do it. They like they hide it underneath. It's not going to happen. But maybe there'll be a few creatures like there's a creature named Spiteri, one named Dak, one named Doom. I don't know. Mm hmm. No, odds um, aren't good, though. I'll tell you that. That would be funny, though. I would pop off. If Dude, we I saw, have a whole series referencing like, me. It's wild. Well, there would be like if there was like, you know how in um, Prime 3, when you're working with the Federation troopers, you could see their names, like their call signs, like on your screen. Like and maybe there's the, maybe they, they throw us in as trooper, you know, Federation Marines on a, on a squad and throw our, our names in there as, you know, first first initial last name. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. I would, I mean, I'm gonna have to talk to my uncle at Nintendo about this. I, there's Alaski in Halo. There, my great 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 grandson is in Halo Four and Five. So, um, so who knows? Maybe I'm in Metroid as well. You must be very I'd be proud. excited. I am. I am excited <laughs> about that. It's a shame that he's not in any of the good games. But whoever, whatever. Um, all right. <clears throat> Can't win them all. Can't win them all. Can't win them all. But he is one of the better parts of those games. So we'll say that. Uh, Big Griff with a couple questions here. Actually, all the remaining questions. <laughs> so I will pick and choose a couple of them. Thank you so much for sharing them. I like this one, though. 
Uh, Metroid games like Prime 1 and Dread are able to show plenty of emotion from Samus by just using her body language and showing her eyes through her visor. If a Metroid, mu- if a Metroid movie happens, will the movie do something like this? Or will it use like an Iron Man style of showing Samus's face inside of her helmet? Uh, for example, the fan film Metroid The Sky Calls does something like this multiple times. I haven't seen that. Has anyone seen Metroid The Sky Calls? I'm assuming that's no. a, like a fan I, I ha- short. It's been it's been a while, but I did see I did watch it a couple times back when that came out. Oh, then I might. Have I seen personally, it, but, I remember, but go ahead. The the Iron Man HUD in the Iron Man films is really cool. I like it. I do not want that in Metroid at all. I, I don't. I think I actually when I think when I think of like really good framing, I look at like, you know, that first season of The Mandalorian or even like those early Halo games where they're able to like show what Chief is thinking without showing his face. And I feel like that for Samus is so much more powerful than like having every single. And it's not to say that you can't see her face. I think Dread has some good moments where you can like see through her visor, and even Prime 3 where you can see like very subtle hints of like, you know, fur- furrowed eyebrows and stuff like that. But I think for the most part, like I think it's really powerful to just see the suit itself in action and to be and to have that body language be interpreted as it is. To be fair, we're talking about a movie though. We're not talking about a game. So that Ah. Uh, yeah. I, I, well, I, I concur again, Mandalorian. I feel like this. I feel like you're probably gonna get some shots like Iron Man of a Metroid movie if it happens. I could see that. Um I think you're probably going to be surprised how much time Samus dispends with her helmet off in a movie. Um, I think like, I mean, we've all seen like, you know, Spider-Man or whatever, where like 20 minutes into the movie, Tobey Maguire has ripped his, his mask off and like he's running around maskless and whatever and all kind of beat up. I would, I would imagine that the same thing is incoming for a Metroid movie. Um, and I think, I think they probably like. I think it's going to be a mix of all of that. Like it's going to be a mix of what I just described, those HUD shots, and I think they probably will do some close-ups of like Samus's face so you can see your eyes and stuff too. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they actually just do it so that you can see her face through the visor at all times and not just through close-ups. Yeah. Um, I could definitely see that. I would imagine we are going to get those Iron Man style shots of like in the visor, which. <clears throat> It works really well for Iron Man because he's like communicating with his team and the AI and he's looking around all that kind of stuff. But I actually think it also works well. It could work well for Metroid because it's a very claustrophobic close up, mm-hmm. which works really well tonally for Metroid. So I, it, it all comes down to execution. Like I think how Iron Man does it for the most part, it's not flawless, but for the most part, I think it would be totally fine for a Metroid movie for sure. But I think in general, what we'd most likely see a lot of is, yes, both her helmet off. And then we're going to get because if if you're a big, you know, big budget actress and they're paying big money for an actress in a big movie, they're not going to put a helmet over her face the whole time. They're going to make sure you can see it. And that's totally understandable. Um, So I think we're going to be able to see it or they're going to just lean into the cool factor and have Samus going around doing her thing with her helmet off, which doesn't make sense and makes it super dangerous, but looks really badass, looks cool. And I'm totally down for that. And like there, it's not like Halo where like there's a mystique of like like I know what Samus's face looks like, so I'm okay with her helmet being off. Like it doesn't make sense; she could easily get sniped in the head. But like it's she's she's cool, she's awesome. Like that's totally fine. But I, I would imagine we're gonna see yeah Iron Man style stuff, full like facial like display through a visor, and then also her helmet helmet off entirely. Yeah, 
I yeah, I would I would hope that a Metroid movie doesn't veer into the uh, Halo TV show category. That would uh, that would not be optimal to say the least. <laughs> oh man, I could do a whole. If, and if you have any podcasts coming up about talking about the Halo show, I would I could do a. I feel like I could do like a ten hour, <laughs> you know, ten hour review. <laughs> we haven't got around to that yet on virtual theater, um, mostly because of how dreadful we've heard the Halo show is. It's on the list. I honestly, I stopped watching after the second episode. It was that bad. Yeah. It was really not. It was, and I again, I hate to be a hater, especially on this show, but I feel like I've been a hater on this show already. But man, I'm a fan of the that, guy that plays Master Chief too. Uh, he was great yeah. in American Gods. He actually kind of looks like you, Doom, a little bit. Looks like yeah, 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 yeah. When, bit, when yeah. my beard is fully grown out, it, <laughs> he looks like you a little bit. Yeah, um, the Halo guy. Yeah. How, well, at least he did in American Gods. Um, either, uh, Pablo either. Schreiber. Schreiber? Is that? No, I thought it was. Is he Master Chief? Yeah. Oh. Are you uh, talking about Joseph Morgan? No, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I thought it was another guy that was playing Master Chief. Maybe maybe I have my actors mixed say, up. Not, guy, I was like, he does he, not look like. I no, I mean, no offense to him. He does. He guys don't look very. So you look a great looking guy, but I don't think you look very. <laughs> oh, well, I'm, I'm flattered. Thank you. I don't you. think you look similar to him. Mm. <laughs> but maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's an angle. I don't, I don't, um, I don't but know. But yeah, I, uh, I think honestly, I don't think any of the casting in the Halo show is is bad. It's the it's the writing, but I digress. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, so that was a, that was a good question. I do think we'll see the Iron Man face. Yes. Um, okay. Here's uh, here's another one. Uh, we have two more, and then we'll wrap it up. Samus is Samus is seen as a symbol of hope throughout the galaxy due to how everyone looks up to her, even Federation Marines, as we've seen in Prime Three. Could you see a situation where Samus is put into a position of leadership? I can think of one example from one of the Metroid manga where a squad of Federation Marines loses most of their forces and Samus acts as a de facto leader. Uh, what do you think all about? Uh, I'm assuming like he means beyond like Samus is, con- is you know, like leading the leader a group of the Galactic of Federation or whatever. Yeah, I, I could like I think he means more of like a legitimate position of power that maybe has a title or something like that and not necessarily like she's leading like a squad. I mean, honestly, yeah. I could I could see any of that, though, to be really honest. I think, one, I could absolutely see her leading, like, a team, like her own unit of something, even though she's kind of more of a lone wolf or whatever, but she clearly works fine in teams. Whatever get, to get the job done, to be honest. Right. Um, but I actually think it would be kind of interesting to see her, maybe like an older Samus, holding a higher in the Galactic Federation kind of position and maybe like a juxtaposition of her, like, the, her doing her office like government job and then her doing her bounty stunter stuff on the side or still being a, a formidable warrior even at an older age and holding like a you know position in the federation like i think that'd be really interesting i do think that's possible i would be interested in it i think you could do a lot with that but it makes a lot of sense because yes yeah, samus is obviously held in high regard i think it really just comes down to what her standing is with the federation following mm-hmm. dread most likely because we really don't know where that is but I could definitely see that at, at a many different scales for sure. What do you What do you guys think, Doom? What do you think? Uh, yeah, I totally agree. I actually feel like I feel like this would be a good opportunity because we we've all pitched like you know how we would redo Federation Force, and like I think this is a good example where I'm not sure if I would want to play as Samus in a leadership role because I feel like that isolation is still a big part yeah. of those mainline Metro teams. But I feel like this would be a good opportunity for like a spinoff title where Samus is like your commanding officer. Or, you know, maybe not necessarily that specific title, but, you know, the leader of a specific group. And, like, I could I could totally see that working out and being, you know, integrated into the gameplay. It would even make a lot of sense, uh, before I throw it to you, Andy, uh, 
if there is ever a time where we kind of see a passing of the torch to a new protagonist, where maybe Samus is the new protagonist commanding officer and giving her kind of orders and direction, much like Adam did for Samus. So I could definitely see that. Uh, Andy, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think you guys pretty much nailed it all. I, I don't have a whole lot to add. I, I specifically, what you just said, actually, was was kind of what I was thinking, where, like, I, I would enjoy that, but I, I think I'd enjoy um, kind of like what you were saying, Doom, too. Like, I, I, I want a little bit more of regular Samus, but, like, I could see, you know, we've talked about should Metroid introduce a new protagonist and, like, you know, do the old man Logan story maybe one day for Samus. That, that guy, I think, could be kind mm. of a cool idea where, like, maybe yeah. Samus is your new Adam and you're playing as a new character and, and Samus is now kind of, like, the leader of maybe a galactic federation that she had to tear down and rebuild kind of thing. So, yeah, I, I think that has potential. I Like, I, I wouldn't... I don't know if I'm, like, dying for it, like, right away, but, uh, you know, I mean, one day, maybe why not? If anything, that actually kind of sounds like a neat idea for maybe, like a movie or a show or something that can kind of, yeah, yeah. Like a book. I was like, make yeah. this a book, man. Like that would be great. I'm something, down to read some Metroid books. Something on the peripheral, like of, of the regular mainline Metroid. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Or maybe even like a spinoff, like uh RTS or something. And Samus is the person controlling all the units. I don't know. Could yeah. be fun. Could be. Um, all right. Another, and all more. units. That'd be, I, I would, I'm, I'm down for, for more RTS. Give me that. I've been on a lot of age of empires lately. That's all, right, all right. All right. Last last question from Big Griff. Uh, what do you consider your top five Metroid games in terms of difficulty? Like Ooh. in order from most to least difficult. Um, but we'll we'll we can do it in maybe in backwards order. Least least to most difficult instead of most to least. So like, what's your five? What's your four? What's your three? What's your two? What's your one? Okay, I feel um, like I have to start off with my most difficult. And can, can okay, I just, so maybe yeah, maybe can go we just back say to like dread mode doesn't count because like obviously that's difficult. I think we're talking just base game. Base game. Okay. No. Yeah. No yeah. dread mode. No. Perfect. Yeah. Um, I there this it's tough because like there's two different types of difficulty in Metroid. There's the difficulty of like the enemies just hit you hard, and then there's the difficulty of like you're lost and you don't know where to go. Mm-hmm. Um. So I when I hear this question, my immediate inference is like the enemies and how hard they hit you. I don't know about you guys, but that's like what I think of when I think of difficulty. Or do you guys think of like I'm lost, I don't know where to go kind of difficulty? I would say both. Like And I'm thinking enemies. Okay, primarily I, enemies. I think maybe enem- maybe lost to a degree. Yeah. Maybe lost to a degree in terms of like maybe some of those earlier games where you don't have some of those big quality of life improvements. Right. Um so I would suggest that I think I, I'm sorry. I have to go from most difficult down. Yeah, yeah. I, I as I as you said that, I was like, wait, that how I said it is probably harder. So go ahead from most to least. Sorry. I would be tempted to say I think Samus Returns might be the most difficult, but Metroid Dread wouldn't be far behind it. And you could maybe flip flop those if you if you wanted to. And then I would put Nestroid right behind that. Um, Metroid Prime 2 after that and then those are the ones that really stick out to me as being like super challenging um, I, I was agree I, I had so much trouble thinking of a number 5 Those four, yeah. the first 4 are easy but I feel like 5 is like what do you put for 5 I mean I, I guess I would probably put down Metroid 2 Return of Samus I think our lists are going to be pretty similar here because I was just going through in my head what I would list and I wrote them down. I'm like, there for me, it's 
so Metroid NES is at the top. It's just yeah. I think difficulty yeah. wise, it's just I it's, for me it's it, it's either it's it's energy it's enemy difficulty and also just like am, how much am I fighting the game <laughs> to actually play it? Yeah. Um I would say NES Troid for sure, then Dread. I'm also thinking of like my first playthrough playing it as well. Like how did I how how mm. difficult was it like going into a blind essentially? Um so NES Troid, um Dread, Prime Two, Samus Returns, and then Return of Samus. I think it's probably yeah. It's probably my list, but that's yeah. also like kind of off the top of my head, like not really holding a gun to me, any kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think any like, asteroid definitely my any asteroid definitely my number one for sure. Number two, I'm probably going to do Samus Returns just because at least when I'm not on Citro and I'm playing natively on the 3DS, and this is a me problem, I just find the 3DS console in general just really uncomfortable to hold in my yeah. hands, <laughs> so it's a little harder for me to play through that game. It's a little clunky. Number three would. Yeah, number three would probably be somewhere between number three or four could be a toss up between Dread and Prime Two, and then number five would probably be Metroid Two. Like I, mm. I almost felt like kind of a heel saying it, but I, I have a tough time playing Hunters for the, that same. Uh, I reason knew you were gonna like, say that. I was like Hunters is maybe <laughs> for the same reason up here. Like it's it's not that it's a hard game. It's just like I I'm not intuitive with those controls, so it's hard for me. Uh, but but mm-hmm. I, I don't think that it's harder than any of those other games. Um, and I mean, like, really beyond that, like, I think that if if this was strictly in terms of getting lost, I think Super Metroid would be up there for sure. Um, I think definitely Return of Samus would be in there. But, uh, like, I don't know. I feel like you kind of look around and you're like, I don't think Metroid Prime is that challenging. I don't think, like, Fusion Zero, Zero Mission is a cakewalk. Um, mm-hmm. You know, AM2R is not very difficult. Uh, Federation Force isn't really that difficult. Like, the, the Metro games aren't, like, super, super difficult, really. At least on base, like, line, yeah. no, not not yeah. entirely. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's, there it okay. is. Good, good, good questions. And that was uh, that was the last one. So, all right. Well, thank everyone uh, for participating in our impromptu mini Q and A that we just uh, farmed the questions that we're sitting in the channel for. So, thanks very much. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, hey, if you're not a member of our Discord, you should consider joining. We do these question episodes all the time. You ask questions, we give answers. We, I, I love these episodes because I mean, you guys yeah. do all the work for us. It's amazing. Um, and we get like a whole a whole different bunch of of little mini topics to go over as well, which. Uh, which yeah. might not necessarily fill a whole show, but, you know, give us an opportunity to talk about topics like this. So it's great stuff. Um, all right. Well, we that's it. We're going to get out of here. Um, but uh, of course, before we do, we got to uh, plug some stuff here. Uh, first and foremost, we should start off with OmegaMetro.com. You can check it out for all of your Metroid needs. Speaking of the hardest Metroid games, if you're lost, if you need strategies, if you need anything, Check out OmegaMetroid.com. We've got all of that stuff over there. And also, check us out wherever you get your podcasts. Like, subscribe, recommend, rate, review. I actually, uh, at work the other day, I had three people subscribe to Omega Metroid because I was plugging it all day. And uh, so we got some new some Welcome. new followers. And they asked me the classic question, like, how do you do a weekly Metroid show? And I was like, I don't know. We just do with, it. <laughs> yeah. with, three, with three hosts. That's so right. We, some of us can take a break. That's right. <laughs> Um, so yeah, check us out wherever you get your podcasts, like and subscribe. Uh, we got a Patreon if you are interested in taking your love of Omega Metroid to the next level. We got a great show called The Great Metroid Area Ranking, which has been going on for a couple months now. 
as the name suggests, we are ranking every single area in the Metroid series, and I think we're about a third of the way in now, so I'm going to get you guys back on the show soon for some of the heavy hitter areas that are coming up, so I'm excited. Have I even been on the show? No, I was saving you for a couple <laughs> areas, specifically. I was going to say, I don't think I've been on yet, I'm down. Yeah, um... But I, those areas I was saving you for, they might be a little bit too far away, so I might just... And we virtual just theater? When are we doing that? I, I, can't, I love to watch bad movies. I can't tell you when we're doing uh, the Halo movie, but, uh, you know... Well, and I mean, I'm down for something else. I love TV to watch show. Something. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't have to be anything... That, yeah, what let about, me know What about a live commentary up. of the Super Mario Bros. movie from 1993? I'm down. I'm totally down to do a riff track yeah. for that. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. I, I would love to. That would be fantastic. Hell yeah. Okay. We're going to have to make that happen then. Cause that if we can do rock. that, then I would recommend them. We maybe sometime down the line do a Neil Breen movie. Okay. But he doesn't do game. Oh, I'm totally. I'm absolutely but, down for <laughs> Neil Breen. Special, special <laughs> Neil Breen episode, even though it's not gaming related, I would, I, I would just. I ask for as a Christmas miracle, but I'm down for a live uh, Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. Ooh, we're cooking now. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, okay, movies. check us out uh, on social media at Omega Metroid Pod at Spateri316 at DaxCity underscore at Duminal Cross wherever you are on social media. Those are our handles all over the place. So make sure that you're following. Uh, we hope that you guys have a fantastic week, and of course, mm-hmm. we'll see you back here next week. Same Metroid time, same Metroid channel. Until then, everybody, take care. <laughs>